The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Cho here from SB Nations, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are excited because it is time to discuss the 2021 Dallas Cowboys schedule. Welcome to our reaction show here at Blogging the Boys. I'm RJ Cho. You know me, of course, from BTB. Can never get off on the right foot. We always start off with a mute. Let's go ahead and get it up here. The 2021 Dallas Cowboys schedule is now out and if you follow blogging the boys on twitter uh you can see that we have our graphic up and because we love you so much we have a special wallpaper if you uh go follow blogging the boys on twitter we have a wallpaper you can make it your phone background whatever the case may be it should fit most sizes but here we go weeks one through 18 there are now 17 games in the nfl uh a particular nfl season uh the beginning we know this we've known it all day long if you've been following us along the dallas cowboys will open the nfl season literally the Cowboys will visit the reigning champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one. They will head to Raymond James Stadium. I am very partial to that stadium because their Twitter handle is at RJ Stadium. Obviously, I like them for uh, obvious reasons. They will play on a Thursday night. It is technically the Sunday night football broadcast that happens on a Thursday. The NFL likes to be very weird about this. Uh, You know how it goes. But week two, the Cowboys will play on the road yet again, the other side of the country. They will head all the way out to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, this game will be the the first one that the Chargers play at SoFi Stadium this season. You will recall that the Cowboys played the Rams in week one last year in the first game ever held at SoFi Stadium. Obviously, the NFL is anticipating crowds. Uh, hopefully, full attendance. We'll see, obviously, how things go. We are still only in May, but that does seem like what things are on track for. So the Cowboys should be able to open SoFi Stadium up with a bang. That game will be in the afternoon window on CBS. I would imagine that our friend Tony Romo, of course, Jim Nance, and Tracy Wilson will be part of that call. The Cowboys' first game at AT&T Stadium this season will be a Monday night football game one day after the 2020 Ryder Cup. Yes, they're calling it the 2021. The Cowboys will host the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys and Eagles have placed uh, played each other on Monday Night Football many a time. Obviously, we all remember what happened in 2008. Deshaun Jackson forgetting to run all the way into the end zone. A very great game, and hopefully this one will be one as well. Week four, the Cowboys will stay at home. They will host the Carolina Panthers. Sam Donald, who has defeated the Dallas Cowboys before, will get a chance to do so with a new team. Week five, the Cowboys at home yet again. Three games in a row, a nice three-game homestand 
for the Dallas Cowboys to get things started in the first five weeks of the season. They will face the New York football giants. And I don't want to necessarily make anybody feel queasy, but this game is on October 10th. Uh, it's on Fox, not on CBS this time, but it was an October game against the Giants last year when the Cowboys season completely broke down, obviously, when Dak Prescott and Tristan Hill uh, were both injured. On Sunday, October 17th, the Dallas Cowboys will travel to take on the New England Patriots. This is the added game. This is the 17th game. Every team in the NFC East is playing a team in the AFC East. They're playing the teams that they finished in the same place as last season. So the Washington football team won the NFC East and the Buffalo Bills won the AFC East. So they will play each other. The New York Giants will play the Miami Dolphins. The Dallas Cowboys will play the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles will play the New York Jets. But the Cowboys visiting New England, they visited there just two years ago. You'll recall that monsoon they played and I was at that game. It was so cold. It was so wet. Uh, Cowboys in Foxborough at three o'clock on CBS. That will also likely be a Romo Nance Tracy Wolfson game. The Cowboys have a bye in week seven and I have a lot of things that I want to get to here. So stick with me. We have some nitty gritty details that we're fascinated to explore here. Uh, by the way, we welcome all of you who are watching on YouTube, who are watching on Facebook. Make sure you head on over to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel and hit subscribe. That makes us oh so happy in our Corazones. But the Cowboys will be back in week eight with a road trip on Sunday night football. That's right. The Cowboys come out of the bye for a trip to Minnesota. You'll actually recall that last year, the Cowboys went to Minnesota following the bye. So uh, if... You know, if the Cowboys want to set a tradition here, Mike McCarthy in the conference room that the Cowboys held, you know, hold their team meeting in uh, the night before they play the Vikings, he better smash some watermelons because we know that that worked out really well for them last year. CeeDee Lamb had perhaps the best catch of his rookie season in Minnesota. The Cowboys will get a chance to play them on Sunday night football. The Cowboys played the Vikings on Sunday night football two years ago in 2019. That game, that loss really kind of sparked the end for Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. Uh, you'll recall he, he blamed Tavon Austin for the punt return, the fair catch, and all that stuff. Uh, but the Cowboys come out of the Vikings game and come back home to take on the Denver Broncos at noon on November 7th, their first game in the month of November. I want to talk about that game in just a bit because it could get very interesting for a very particular reason that I'm sure you know because you're a genius. Moving on, though, November 14th, this is sweeps month, all right? The NFL is going to be very careful about this because they want the Cowboys in front of crowds coming up soon because that's when television ratings are counted. Calculated. So this is the last bit of it before it ultimately starts. The Cowboys will host the Atlanta Falcons Dan Quinn's revenge game on November 14th. Again, a noon kickoff on Fox, but then it gets juicy. My, oh my, oh my. The Dallas Cowboys will visit the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning AFC champions, twice over at 3.25 p.m. on Fox. I can promise you, you can bet your bottom dollar. This will be Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, Christina Pink, Fox's Game of the week. Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a great time. My family and I are looking to get to this game in Kansas City. So if you're going to be there, hit me up. But very quick turnaround after the Cowboys go in and beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. They will host the Las Vegas Raiders on Turkey Day. That's right. The Cowboys hosted the Raiders on Thanksgiving. In fact, the last time that the Raiders visited the Cowboys, which was the 2013 season, that game also took place on Thanksgiving Day. That was the uh, Matt McGloin game, you'll recall. Uh, but the Cowboys were successful in that game. It was a big Lance Dunbar game to kind of put in perspective how long ago it was. But the Cowboys and Raiders will get it going on CBS on Thanksgiving Day. And the Cowboys 
Cowboys have been in this boat several times, about five times over the last six years, I want to say, uh, where they have played on the Thursday following Thanksgiving. That tradition will hold true yet again. The Cowboys will travel to take on the New Orleans Saints seven days after Thanksgiving. This game will take place on Thursday, December 2nd. It will kick off the month of December action for the Dallas Cowboys. They play four games in December this year. Everybody loves to talk about December records on and on and on. But the Cowboys in New Orleans in the Superdome seven days after Thanksgiving. The Cowboys actually hosted the Saints three years ago in this very same time slot. Three, or excuse me, three, seven days after Thanksgiving. They beat the Saints. It was a big game. You'll remember Jalen Smith played really well to put in perspective how long ago it was. Leighton Vanderesh, Jordan Lewis had the, the game-sealing interception at the very end. Very different teams now in 2021 than 2018, but still it will be a lot of fun. The Cowboys have not traveled for the game seven days after Thanksgiving since 2016 when they went to Minnesota. They wore their color rush uniform. That's probably what this is going to be. Although if the Saints are wearing theirs, the Cowboys in New Orleans are both white, so who knows who wins out. But week 14, let's keep going because this is very interesting. It's going to get tense down the stretch for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday, December 12th at noon. And all these games, by the way, are subject to change. The NFL might move some of these to the 3 o'clock hour. They might move some of them to Sunday night football if that particular Sunday night isn't a great game. But as of now, as of uh, May 12th when we're having this conversation, the Cowboys will visit the Washington football team on Sunday, December 12th. Again, a noon kickoff. Week 15, the final four games of the season, the Cowboys will visit the New York football giants obviously they lost when they traveled to what is not the Meadowlands anymore but we all call it the Meadowlands last season in week 17 but the Cowboys will be there on Sunday December 19th at 12 p.m. back-to-back noon kickoffs for the Cowboys in the month of December again I would imagine that that will probably change especially if the Cowboys are playing well which as we all know they certainly will be but Sunday, December 26th, one day after Christmas Day, the Cowboys will host the Washington football team on Sunday night football. And this is potentially a game, I think, if, if you're trying to be really optimistic and you're looking forward, this this could maybe be the night that the Cowboys clinch the NFC East, especially if the division is poor around them. Uh, but this is a big game, obviously, and it's their last scheduled primetime one of the season. Dallas, Washington, Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, Dallas, Washington, Sunday Night Football. It will be a lot of fun. The penultimate game of the regular season for the Dallas Cowboys is uh, a noon game on Fox. The Cowboys finish with three games at home in a row three games back to back to back games to finish the season for the Cowboys all at home all within the confines of AT&T Stadium they get to come home the week of Christmas and not have to leave they get Washington at home as we've mentioned Arizona at home uh, right after New Year's Day on January 2nd and then they finish with the Philadelphia Eagles at home in week 18 the first week 18 that the Cowboys will play in now that the NFL has 17 games in the regular season all of the games in case you're wondering for week 18 are currently scheduled for noon the NFL will adjust and will move things around they'll put the one with the juiciest matchups obviously uh in the Sunday night slot they're also going to play some Saturday games uh come week 18 just because the NFL wants to make sure that they are putting as much football out there as they possibly can okay let's take a deep breath Let's get excited. This is the Dallas Cowboys schedule. Whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on Facebook, what is your favorite game? What is your favorite matchup? What's the one you're most pumped about? We've had a long time all day long to kind of sit and stew on the fact that the Cowboys will visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one. But what is your favorite 
game of all the games that the Cowboys currently have, which is the one that gets you most excited? Because I think, honestly, it's the Kansas City Chiefs game. And I hate when you say answers like that, talking about myself, because that's not a game that's within the conference for the Cowboys. Ultimately, if the Cowboys lose to the Chiefs, we're all going to be sitting here on our live show because we're going to be live after every Dallas Cowboys game, in case you didn't know how things work around here. And if the Cowboys lose to the Chiefs, we're going to be pissed. And we're going to say, man, they should have won. They should have beat the Chiefs. They're better than them, whatever the case may be, even though that's probably not true. But that game does not mean a lot. The game that I am super pumped about, though, is this one because I want to see Dak Prescott against Patrick Mahomes. We all believe that this Cowboys offense, certainly that looked very good last year, can compete with the elites of the NFL. And so going against Kansas City is a great opportunity to do that. We've got, uh, let's see here, um, Greg says, week three, kicking Phillies, you know what, Greg. It's a family show, Greg. Let's be cool. That's a Monday night football game, obviously. Uh, Joe on Facebook says, Washington, because we lost to them both times last year. That's right. The Cowboys were swept by the Washington football team last season. And keep in mind that that had not happened since 2012. Dak Prescott has only lost one game in his career to the Washington football team. So, you know, obviously that goes a long way in terms of him being back under center for the Dallas Cowboys. Roger, simple, simple answer here. The first game, Dana says the Eagles. Hey, the Eagles game is certainly one to be excited about. Both Eagles games. But honestly, if if I'm being honest, I'm not too pumped about the Eagles games this year. Yes, I'm pumped to see the Cowboys play on Sunday night football or Monday night football, but the Eagles games lack a little bit of juice. I am kind of in the boat that I, I'm excited to see the Cowboys play Washington. I want to see that, you know, revenge happen or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but Let's talk about some specific angles here when it comes to the 2021 Dallas Cowboys schedule. The Cowboys maxed out, no shocker here, in terms of number of primetime games that they play. The NFL obviously only allows teams to play five times in primetime. Again, the Cowboys, like every other team, are eligible or subject to change and could potentially play another primetime game down the road if things are flexed or whatever the case may be. But as of now, as of the schedule's original form, the Dallas Cowboys are on primetime five different times. Again, the maximum. They will visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one, as mentioned, that game is technically a Sunday night football property. I know that that's really weird because it's going to happen on a Thursday night, but that game will be Al Michaels. It'll be Chris Consworth, Michelle Tafoya, the normal Sunday night football group. It will just happen on Thursday, the first Thursday of the year, September 9th. And you know what? That's the best. I, I don't know if you agree with me, but the best is when the Cowboys play on a Thursday, whether it's Thanksgiving or Thursday night football, because you watch that game. It's the only game all day and you're at work, you're talking to people, whatever. You're all excited about it. You go home, you watch, and then hopefully they win. And let's be honest, the Cowboys are going to go to Tampa Bay and they're going to win. And then Friday, everybody's in a great mood. Everybody's excited, whatever. On Saturday, you get to watch all the college football you want. And then on Sunday, you get to watch all of the NFL action, especially week one. You get to see how your fantasy team does. You get to focus on Sunday night football. You get to focus on Monday night football. It truly is the best situation when this happens. Uh, but again, so that's the first primetime game of the season for the Cowboys. The second one, as mentioned a moment ago, when it comes to the Eagles, is in fact week three. The Cowboys will host the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night football. That is always fun. Um, you know, Monday Night Football has really picked up in quality over the last couple of years, and a lot of that is the investment that ESPN has made uh, with regards to the package that they're purchasing from the NFL. Uh, but Cowboys-Eagles, I mean, 
You know, I, I I love Sunday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football feels like a big game anytime the Cowboys are playing there. Uh, but putting them on Monday Night Football, you know, against the Eagles, I really like that, and that's that's something that gets my juices flowing at least. But the third primetime game for the Cowboys this season doesn't come until week eight, so they go a, a little bit of a dry spell, weeks four through seven, not playing on primetime, but they will play in the afternoon in those slots. In the afternoon, see, the, people focus on primetime, and I know we literally have a graphic up that says primetime, but in a lot of ways – uh, playing in the afternoon is a bigger deal. If you are, and, and the Cowboys are generally in this window, whether it's America's Game of the Week on Fox or CBS's Prime Game, whatever game Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, Christina Pink, or Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson are calling, oftentimes those are bigger moments because those are bigger stages. You know how it is. Say the Cow- when the Cowboys play the Chiefs, for example, uh, in weeks, uh, whatever it was, week 11, we'll get it back up here, week, uh, what is it, week, yeah, week 11, um, that will be one of the only games on, you know, and so the whole country's focus will be on that game. So in a way, it's it's just a little bit bigger than Sunday Night Football sometimes. So I enjoy those games as well. Uh, but the Cowboys, again, getting back to primetime, will visit the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday Night Football, their second uh, turn with the same broadcast team in week eight. Again, there will probably be watermelon smashing. The Cowboys then do not play on primetime until week 13 when they visit the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. But again, the week before that, the Cowboys will play the Raiders on Thanksgiving and technically Thanksgiving is not a primetime game because it doesn't happen at primetime it happens at three o'clock central time by the way all of our times if you are joining us later whatever the case may be are central standard time because that's the time zone the Cowboys play in but the Cowboys will play the Raiders at three o'clock on Thanksgiving day the week before that in fact four days before that the Sunday before Thanksgiving the Cowboys will play the Chiefs in that same window so the Sunday before Thanksgiving all the way through this New Orleans Saints game on Thursday Night Football, the Cowboys are going to be in front of major, major audiences across the entire country, which is really cool and really fun because all your friends are watching and the Cowboys are going to win all these games. and You're going to have all the trash in the world to talk. Uh, the final scheduled primetime game of the season for the Dallas Cowboys at the outset of the schedule's announcement is against the Washington football team in week 16. Remember, there are now 18 weeks uh, of the season. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to get used to. Everybody's throwing out, oh, I think they're going to, this is going to be their record, whatever, blah, blah. It's hard to get used to the fact that there are now 18 weeks, there are now 17 games. James Hammond, by the way, says on YouTube, I'm ready to put on my victory polos. This is a great point from James before we get to our next, uh, you know, discussion point here. If you're new around here, if you're new to the Blog and the Boys universe, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we love you. Third of all, what took you so long to get here? But if you are new, we have a tradition. After the Dallas Cowboys win a football game, which hopefully happens often, we wear polos. That's right. The Cowboys win on Sunday. You put your polo on on Monday. You take a selfie. You tweet it out. You tag Blog and the Boys. You put it on Instagram. You tag Blog and the Boys, whatever the case may be. We celebrate by wearing polos, all right? Victory Polo Monday is going to be happening a lot more often in 2021. I think we all agree. Now, this is a different thing, and I think that it, before we get to this point, I want to show you the schedule again. For those of you who joined us late, the 2021 Dallas Cowboys schedule is out. They will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football game. I have a tweet from somebody asking me uh, whether the Cowboys are playing on Monday Night Football. Yes, they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football on week three. How's this? You know, this is right here. But um, this is I think this broke the right way. And actually, before we th we're going to talk about advantages, and that's what I really want to get to games and moments where the Cowboys have advantages against their opponents, because 
that is something that is naturally baked into the schedule. People love to talk about, it's so unfair that this happened to my team. It's so unfair that that happened to this team or whatever the case may be. There are advantages for everybody within the confines and the structures and the overall composition of the NFL schedule. That's just the way it works. That's the way time works. And I think the first thing that we should notice here is the placement of the buy. All right. The buy comes in week seven for the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that that feels early, but I think this is really great ultimately because, I mean, we have this broken down. Now that the NFL does have 18 weeks in the regular season, you can see it nice and neat in three different stacks. But you have the first six weeks and then a buy, right? Remember when you were in school? Like, I don't know if school operates that way anymore, but remember, like, you used to have, like, your first six weeks and your second six weeks and your third six weeks. The NFL is just going, you know, back to school when it comes to the Cowboys. But after the first six weeks of the season, the Cowboys get their buy. Awesome. What happens six weeks after that? The six games are the Vikings, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Saints. All right. That Saints game is important because that game is on a Thursday night. That is Thursday, December 2nd, as you can see our date there. And they don't play again until Sunday, December 12th. That's 10 days later. So the Cowboys seemingly get their mini buy about the second sort of stretch of time after their actual buy, if that makes sense. It's sort of staggered almost equally for the Cowboys, which is the the ideal situation. Um, and I think that that's an important thing to note here. So take a look at the schedule. And the games I want to talk about here are the Chargers, the Vikings, and the first game against the Washington football team. And the reason I say that is Jay Munoz is already ahead of us. He, uh, if we're talking about going back to school, Jay Munoz is getting better grades than everybody else in the class, is mini bye weeks. If you don't know what mini bye weeks are, they are the weeks following Thursday night football. If you play on a Thursday night and then you play the Sunday after, you get 10 days worth of rest. And if you think about it, if you're a team playing on a Thursday night, like the Cowboys will be in the first week of the season when they visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they don't play again until Sunday, the following week, right? They play on Thursday of week one, and then they play on Sunday of week two. The Los Angeles Chargers, who the Cowboys play in week two, do not play on Thursday in week one, which means what? I know these are obvious things, but it's important to say out loud because these are advantages the Cowboys must take advantage of, no pun intended, if they truly want to have success. You have to roll with the punches. There are certain games you have to win. There are certain things you have to take advantage of or else you're just squandering great and golden opportunities. And so the Cowboys, once again, will visit the Los Angeles Chargers, a very good football team. That's the important thing to know here. They will visit a very good football team the week that they are coming off of the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's awesome. They get a nice mini bye week to start the season, to prep for Justin Herbert. Obviously, we all have a lot of expectation for the Chargers this season. They landed Corey Lindsley in, in free agency. They landed Rashawn Slater. I know it's a sensitive spot for Cowboys fans in the NFL draft. So this is a nice thing to start. The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, the Cowboys play in week eight. If you can't tell, I love this stuff. The schedule's so fascinating. Uh, the Cowboys visit the Minnesota Vikings. All three of these games are road games, by the way. So the Cowboys don't get any of these advantages baked into their home contest, which is fine. But the Cowboys visit the Minnesota Vikings after their bye week. So the Cowboys will play the New England Patriots in week six. They'll have their bye week. They'll have all that time to rest. And then they will take on the Minnesota Vikings on the road. And again, I reiterate that the Cowboys play the Vikings on the road in Minnesota last year coming out of their bye. And if you remember that game, I know at that point, obviously, you know, Dak Prescott was already gone and everything. And it was Andy Dalton's first game back. But the Cowboys thrashed the Vikings. It was a really impressive effort by them. And a lot of that, you know, theoretically had to do with the fact that they had the week off before, you, you know. Obviously, we all know what happened to the Cowboys last season, and there was a lot that happened so fast, especially after Dak Prescott got hurt. I mean, think about the fact that 
Um, you know, Dak Prescott got hurt against the Giants. The next week was Monday Night Football against Arizona. The team got blasted. They went to Washington the next Sunday. Zach Martin was out. Andy Dalton got hurt. Everything just collapsed. And then they had a bye week to kind of catch their breath. And they went up and beat the Minnesota Vikings. And so when you think about if that team could do it, I certainly have a lot of faith that this team could do it. But the final advantage, and we have a lot of other things to get to here on our schedule reaction show on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel and Facebook page. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on this glorious Wednesday night. The NFL schedule's out, which means the NFL season is one day closer. But in week 14, the Dallas Cowboys will visit the Washington football team. What is this about? Why is this an advantage, RJ? Because of the mini-buy that we talked about this a moment ago. That's why I put the whole schedule up on the screen for you a second ago. The Cowboys will visit the New Orleans Saints the Thursday before they visit the Washington football team. And I know, I don't know, but I assume that you are a smart person, just naturally, because look at you. You have the look of a smart person. You have the type of a smart person. Every comment you guys you know, leave here, you just it reads like you're a smart person. So I innately believe you to be a smart person. And I know that as a smart person, you might not be all too intimidated by the Washington football team this year. And that's fine. I don't know that I'm all too intimidated by the Washington football team this year. However, I think we all agree that they are the biggest threat to the Cowboys within the NFC East because the Eagles are a disaster. The Giants, yes, they have some, you know, cute little pieces to play with, but there's nothing really special about the Giants, especially because they're limited by Daniel Jones. The Washington football team are the biggest threat to the Cowboys winning the division. So in that sense, the most important divisional game this season for the Dallas Cowboys is the road game against Washington because it's the game that Washington has an advantage over you simply by being at home and you being on the road. They are the defending division champions, and this game really kicks off the last run for the Cowboys. We'll put the whole schedule up in a second for you to see it again. But so the fact that the Cowboys have their mini bye week in December when your bodies are sore, when everything's really aching, when things are getting tough, and, and it's the real nitty-gritty grind, I mean – you could not have placed the mini bye week. The second one, by the way, that the Cowboys are getting by virtue of playing in the first game of the season on that first opening Thursday night, you could not have placed the second mini bye in a better spot for the Dallas Cowboys as far as their endeavors and their aspirations and their hopes for this particular season are concerned. So again, we've got Los Angeles, the Chargers, the Cowboys don't play the Rams this year. We've got the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Washington football team as far as advantages to take note of. Let's put the whole schedule up for you so you can see it again. As I take a sip of water here, I'm talking very fast and now I'm very passionate about this. You look at the games before that. Again, before the Cowboys play the Chargers, in case you didn't believe me, before the Cowboys play the Chargers, they ho or excuse me, they visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they're coming off of a game on the road, yes, against the defending champs, not ideal. But would you agree with me that the Chargers are one of the harder games for the Cowboys this season? I mean, the, the Cowboys are... You know, or excuse me, the chart. If if you ranked, if we if we sat here and we can do it in a second, but if we power ranked the level of difficulty that each game will have this season for the Cowboys, the Chiefs are probably number one, the Buccaneers are probably number two, and then the Chargers are probably number three. Is that not fair to say? Maybe you feel the Patriots, maybe you feel like Washington, whatever. But the point is, the Chargers are in the mix. I don't know that I think Minnesota is like a real threat, and I, it will be fascinating to see how that situation sort of evolves this season with them having drafted Kellen Mond, uh, who went to the best school in the world, but that's a whole different thing. But anyway, my point is, if if you had told me, RJ, you can pick two games to have the mini buys ahead of, I don't know that you could have picked better ones outside of the Chiefs, you know, when it comes to the Chargers and the Washington football team, the game against Washington on the road. So that is a very cool thing to see. Congratulations to the NFL for helping the Dallas Cowboys out. Um, and so, you know, let's actually, before we keep pivoting to other things here, let's throw this out. 
what is the hardest game of the season for the Cowboys in your mind? Now that we know the schedule now that, because we knew the opponents, but now we know, okay, they're playing so-and-so back to back, you know, they're, they're going to be going here. They're going to be going there. So what is the hardest game of the season in your mind that the Dallas Cowboys are going to play? Because for me, and, and I, I mentioned it a moment ago, if I had to rank them, the first, the most hard, the most difficult, most hard, the hardest game of the season, if I could learn how to speak, is the Kansas City Chiefs game. It's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's on the road. It's a really loud and volatile crowd, assuming it is a full crowd. Um, the Chiefs are without question the most difficult opponent that the Cowboys will play in 2021. The second is probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As Swaggy D says, the Bucs, um, you know, the Bucs are the reigning world champions. And the Bucs, the night the Cowboys play them, are going to want to obviously defend their title. They're going to want to enjoy, you know, the fact that their division or division, they're defending Super Bowl champions that they wanted on that field. And there's a lot of like pomp and circumstance that goes into that. Um, let's see here. We've got uh, Justin says uh, the opener against the Bucs. I think Justin's saying it would be nice if we were in a groove uh, when we face them. Oh, talk, Justin says uh, by the time we face the Chiefs, that is. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bucks is hard because you're not in the groove. It's the first game of the season. Uh, we think about, obviously, this defense should theoretically look very different, not necessarily schematically, but just personnel-wise. It's Micah Parsons' first NFL game and Jabril Cox and all that stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, but the Bucks, as Jonathan says, and it's a great point, because it's Tom Brady. But it's also Devin White. It's also uh, the entire Bucks defense. It's also, you know, Bruce Arians. I've hated on Bruce Arians a little bit in my life and obviously had to eat some of that humble pie this past Super Bowl. But um, it's a tough game, especially, again, because of the energy the Bucks are playing with. But that being said, the Cowboys have played in this spot before. The Cowboys have been uh, in the NFL's opening game. You will remember back in 2012 when the New York Giants raised their banner, having won Super Bowl 46, incidentally against Tom Brady, then with the New England Patriots, obviously. The Cowboys went to New York. That game was on a Wednesday night, not the traditional Thursday because the NFL moved it uh, in light of a political convention. Um, and so the Cowboys went to New York on Wednesday. Kevin Ogletree was a big hero, and they won that game. And so the Cowboys have had success in this particular time slot. And you know what's interesting? I tweeted this out earlier on Wednesday. That year was Tony Romo's sixth full season as the starter from week one on for the Cowboys. That was his sixth season where he entered as the starter. This is Dak Prescott's sixth season entering as the starter. Uh, that 2012 season was Jason Garrett's uh, second season as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. 2021 is Mike McCarthy's second season as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So an interesting line of coincidence there uh, for the Cowboys when it comes to playing in the opener. But Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. VAN29.com.
Um, so again, if we're moving on though, because we all agree that the Chiefs and the Bucks games are going to be difficult, I would put the Chargers game up there. The Broncos game we'll talk about in a minute could obviously be made exponentially more difficult if Aaron Rodgers winds up as their quarterback sometime between now and week one. The Patriots game is hard to discount just because it is Bill Belichick and the Cowboys uh, have never defeated the New England Patriots in the Bill Belichick era. So you've got to, you know, consider that. I think, you know, the, the, the games against Washington are tough because they're better. Uh, but I don't know that any one of us is like sitting here, like shaking in our boots about Washington. I mean, they, you know, they're they're in the mix for difficult games, like they're in the top half. Uh, but it is what it is. And so Washington, you know, maybe New York, maybe New York won't be like a complete rollover like they've been. Uh, but Dak Prescott, you know, uh, Dalton Miller, who does our talk on the draft show with Connor Livesey and Cole Patterson, had a tweet about this on Wednesday. Dak Prescott, for the most part, has dominated the NFC East, and so it's it's difficult, you know. It's difficult to imagine that the Cowboys are going to be in a position where they're not going to have success to, against, you know, where the Cowboys aren't going to win. I, the point is, I, I would be stunned if the Cowboys didn't win at least four games within the NFC East, but that's a whole different discussion. In fact, though, um, let's, let's bring up uh, one of these comments here. Uh, Justin says, Pats is not going to be hard with Cam at the helm. So an interesting point here. We consider, obviously, the NFL draft is now in the rookie window, or not in the rookie window, now in the rearview min, uh, window. Uh, we talked about Rashawn Slater ending up with the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, we know Devontae Smith is a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but you look at the new faces, particularly the new quarterbacks that are playing for these teams, because it's a game of quarterbacks in the NFL. We all know that. If we're going in order, let's. It's, if we just go by quarterback here, and I tweeted about this myself earlier this week, but obviously the Cowboys get Tom Brady in week one, Justin Herbert week two, and Jalen Hurts in week three. But week four, they get their first quote-unquote new quarterback of the season in Sam Donald. Okay, week five, Daniel Jones still, you know, the Cowboys are getting the tough dudes out of the way early in Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. Yes, Patrick Mahomes, you know, is, uh, is yet to come, but uh, two of the tougher quarterbacks the Cowboys are going to face, in fact, you know, and this is so much about what makes different games difficult, but the three best quarterbacks the Cowboys are playing this season are Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Justin Herbert. And the Cowboys get to be done with two of them in their first two weeks. But moving on, you've got Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones. Who is who is the Patriots starter by week six? I still believe in Cam, and I, I'm very excited just as a football fan to watch the Patriots this season with John U. Smith and Hunter Henry and and all the returning players that opted out last year for New England. But is is it not possible that Mac Jones is starting for New England by week six? I mean, that's very, very, very possible. And so, you know, that that's an interesting – that could be the first rookie quarterback the Cowboys play is my point. Obviously, they're on a bye – and is Kellen Mond starting for Minnesota? I, I do believe that Kellen Mond will start at some point this season for Minnesota. Um, you know, maybe that happens then. I mean, it, it's hard to tell ultimately. And then who knows who's starting for Denver again? It could be Aaron Rodgers, could be Drew Locke, could be Teddy Bridgewater. Atlanta will be tough. Um, Robert says uh, we, we play Atlanta Week 10, who will most likely cover pits. I mean, it's hard to cover any of the receivers. Yes, Calvin Ridley. Uh, the whole crew is incredible, obviously. Uh, but, um, Still, I mean, you know, the Falcons, that, that's actually a sneaky, tough game. I do think the Falcons are a great candidate to bounce back and be better this season. Um, kind of the way we all thought the Cowboys would last year before Dak Prescott got hurt, right? Like a great offensive cast, a new head coach, that new energy maybe would have gone a long way. So I could see the Cowboys losing to Atlanta. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is tough. Um, if it's Derek Carr, great on Thanksgiving Day. But um, as, uh, let's see here, who had it Who had it here? Jay said, Rogers to Vegas would make Thanksgiving even better. Just saying, it would be a very, very great 
day of football. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers on the Raiders, John Gruden, uh, Mike McCarthy. I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun, um, certainly, but it would be very stressful, obviously, for all of us as Cowboys fans because we are very burned um, by Aaron Rodgers. But and if Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Raiders or the Broncos, that changes the you know perceived difficulty that we're talking about here. But you look at this near the, the end. Um, New Orleans, okay, cool. Jameis, Taysom, fine, no big deal. Washington, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Think think about this. People, and I want to bring this up. I hadn't even thought about this till right now, but again, all of you are geniuses, and I'm fighting off a sneeze. I can do it. Um, we have all watched enough football to know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is totally Mr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Like, there's no doubt about it. But if there is a time of year, do you remember when when Tony Romo, obviously like early in his career, when he would play really well in November? Remember people would call it like Romo November and stuff, you know, because it was an obvious pun. If there's a month, if there's a time of year that Ryan Fitzpatrick is like hot, it's September, is it not? Like Ryan Fitzpatrick generally fades as the season wears on. And so to go back to the theme that we're talking about here, if we are most concerned by Washington within the division, um, I mean, I think it's really a great thing for the Cowboys that their first game against them doesn't come until December 12th. Now, I will say I'm not a fan of any division teams in any division playing each other twice in three weeks. I think that's so stupid. I can't believe that the NFL ever does this. You should space out all of your divisional games. I don't ever want to see two in three weeks. That's so dumb, but so be it. It's what happened to the Cowboys this year. And so, I mean, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be playing elite football come December. And so that's nice. But again, Ryan Fitzpatrick twice in December, Daniel Jones again. Kyler Murray's obviously got a lot of talent and didn't have to do much himself, but was part of a Cardinals team that really destroyed the Cowboys last year. And then Jalen Hurts to wrap it up. So ultimately, again, I really I'm not trying to just be like incredibly optimistic, but I think that things have worked out really well for the Cowboys so far as in terms of the uh, initial reaction to the schedule. And so, um, you know, kudos to the Cowboys for uh, for getting some luck. Now, I want to talk about two more things here. And again, appreciate all of you who are watching us live on YouTube or Facebook. Make sure to please I say that pretty please with sugar on top and a cherry. Just I'll throw the cherry. You can have the cherry. Fine. Pretty please with sugar on top and a cherry. Go subscribe to the blog and the boys YouTube channel. That makes us feel better that helps us out we have so many more plans to keep doing live streams to keep doing film reviews we have a film review up on micah parsons and jabril cox kelvin joseph is coming soon we're in the process of editing that and putting it together uh so subscribe to the blog and the boys youtube channel we're going to have a fun rest of the off season and soon enough we're going to be talking about and reacting to all of these games in real time but i want to talk about notable games and the reason these are notable i think are obvious but still it is something for us to discuss uh obviously week one the cowboys play the tampa bay buccaneers you get the world champs you get tom brady and i know people have said this a thousand times but it is possible that this is the last time the cowboys will play tom brady we have no idea what the future holds um this is the, the Cowboys are playing the NFC South this year. And so they would have to finish in the same place as Tampa Bay to play them again in 2022. And maybe Tom Brady plays for five more years or 10 more years or whatever. And this whole point is proven to be stupid, but it is possible at least that this is the last time that the Cowboys will play against Tom Brady. He is five and zero in his career against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, a lot of that has been because the Cowboys have had some unfortunate circumstances when they've played new England. Uh, but five and zero is five and zero. anyway, uh, the Broncos game. The Broncos game is obviously terrifying if Aaron Rodgers winds up with them. This is the first time that the Cowboys are hosting the Broncos in eight years. In fact, I can tell you the last time that the Cowboys hosted the Broncos wasn't just 2013. I can tell you that it was October 6th, 
2013. You know why I can tell you that it was October 6, 2013? Because that is such a painful memory that is burned in my mind. The last time the Broncos visited the Dallas Cowboys, Peyton Manning came to town. He threw his first interception of the season to Morris Claiborne, which was an awesome moment. Terrence Williams caught his first touchdown as a member of the Dallas Cowboys as a rookie at the time. And Tony Romo went shot for shot with one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL and should have won the game if not for having one of the worst defenses of all time. And so my fear, uh, and Jay Munoz, by the way, brings up the Manning naked bootleg. Seriously, man, dude, just salt in the wound, Jay. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, But talking about, obviously, Denver adding Aaron Rodgers, that's what we're getting to here. Justin says they have the best shot at adding him. Elway will throw everything he can to land him. Totally agree. I mean, I that's that's what this this game is a wild card. I think if we're looking here at the Cowboys schedule and, and we're you know we're all looking saying they'll win this, they'll win this, they'll win this, you know they'll win this one, they'll lose this one, this one's going to be tough, whatever. The Broncos game is so hard to predict, and until the season begins, until Aaron Rodgers is either in the Green Bay Packers training camp or you know in the studio in Culver City that Jeopardy shoots out of. We are not going to feel safe because it is possible that he could play against the Dallas Cowboys this season as a member of the Denver Broncos. So that is certainly one to watch. Uh, Zachary, by the way, says we almost put up 100 points collectively. Yes, the Cowboys and Broncos combined um, with Manning and the Broncos. That was a crazy game. It was a heartache. It was a big heartache. And obviously the last notable game is the Chiefs. I mean, and you actually, the last time the Cowboys played the Chiefs was a pretty intense game. Um, It was 2017. The Cowboys were fighting off the Zeke suspension week after week. It was a long season, as we all remember. Alex Smith played that game for Kansas City or started that game. Uh, Obviously, Patrick Mahomes was a rookie who didn't play. We all know the story. Uh, But that was the Tyreek Hill game, all right? And and like people say Tyreek Hill game now, and they talk about the game he had against Tampa early in the season, not early, but before the Super Bowl last season, uh, where he was like, you know, what was it? He had like three catches for 230 yards or something in the first quarter, whatever it was. Tyreek Hill had the like 10-yard check down Hail Mary against the Cowboys. And so he is obviously a very difficult receiver to cover. And I think that the, the reason that we like these games as football fans and certainly as Cowboys fans is these are measuring stick games. And so I don't know whether you believe the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if I believe that. I'm still in the process, and I know we all are kind of marinating on the draft and, and kind of assessing the roster, and obviously a lot of it depends on, on Dak Prescott's health in, in totality returning and Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. There's a lot of variables here, but I am very anxious to see the Cowboys play against the Chiefs because that will tell us a lot about who they are. And to get back to the point here uh, that was made earlier about kind of being in rhythm by then, this game takes place on November 21st. By then – you know absolutely who your football team is. And so if if the Cowboys can go shot for shot with the Chiefs, even if they lose, and I don't want to like, you know, pre-hedge the bet here, but if they lose and they go shot for shot, then we will know that they are what we think they are, which is one of the best and more elite offenses in the NFL, which gives them a chance no matter what. So that is a cool thing to uh, kind of look forward to. I think, by the way, I mentioned that I don't know if I believe the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. Jay called me out. He's right. Says, yes, you do, RJ. Don't lie. Hell yeah. Cowboys won the Super Bowl this year. We know. Uh, but this is something that's interesting. And I want to talk about this specifically because it's very important. Before we get to it, let's look at um, let's look at the thanksgiving game on because we just talked about the chiefs game i'm gonna i'm gonna offer a crazy take here maybe it's not crazy maybe you agree with it and let me take a sip of water so i'm properly hydrated here i i how many games i'll ask you the question how many games are the cowboys losing after thanksgiving all right i'll ask you this because i think the answer is maybe one 
right? Like, I, and I, I took a sip of water. It wasn't Cowboys Kool-Aid. Um, I mean, how, like, and I'll maybe let's rephrase the question like this. How many games starting with Thanksgiving? So after the Chiefs game, how many games starting on Thanksgiving when the, I always forget, is it tryptophan? When the tryptophan is running through your veins, how many games starting that day are you concerned by? How many, and we're, we're assuming like all normal outcomes, like average performances here, because anything can happen. Anybody can go off. Anybody can have the game of their lives or the worst game ever. The Cowboys can be flat. Like a lot of different things can happen. But on, on the surface, face value, how many games starting with Thanksgiving, Thursday, November 25th, 2021, were you? Because, I mean, I don't think the answer is a lot. <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, you look at it. These are the opponents for – we are podcasting this audio, so anybody who's listening to this after the fact. Also, while you're subscribing to stuff, go subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. We have episodes that come out every single day. We're on Apple devices, Spotify. Leave a rating, write a review. Appreciate it. Uh, Brandon Lee, Gowton, and I uh, – Brandon is from Bleeding Green Nation. We will break down the whole NFC East schedule on Thursday on a new episode of the NFC East Mixtape. But these are our, the opponents starting Week 12 on Thanksgiving Day. The Raiders and the Aaron Rodgers thing changes that. We all agree with that. But the Raiders, the Saints, the Washington football team, the New York Giants, and then three home games to finish. Three home games to finish. And I know maybe you're upset about the fact that the Cowboys, um, you know, have two games on the road to start. They're on the road out of their buy. They're on the road out of the mini buys and everything like that. But I would, I'm happy trading all of that as a Cowboys fan for three home games in a row to end it. I'm super pumped about that because the final three games of the season for the Cowboys, the Washington football team at home, they will have just played them two weeks prior, obviously. The Arizona Cardinals, who a lot of you are saying is really the only threat to the Cowboys, Justin says on Facebook, it's really only the cards. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, et cetera. Totally agree. Um, and then after Arizona, you get Philadelphia. And look, Jalen Hurts could turn out to be awesome this year. Like, there's a lot of what ifs, but we're talking who we think they are today. And I, I really think it's it's one maybe one loss. And I know that sounds like hubris. And I know that sounds like arrogance. And I know that sounds dumb. But it's kind of hard to see them losing more than one game starting with Thanksgiving Day. Zachary, Zachary's our genius at the moment, says, I agree, one loss after Turkey Day. Tyrese says maybe one, says Kyrie, uh, Kylie Murray will pose an issue. Yeah, I mean, it's Swaggy D says two. Hyman says two. Maybe two. And, like, if – if I told you, like, if if we all, when we all wake up on Thanksgiving and, you know, we do our Thanksgiving traditions, whatever yours is, you go play in the yard or whatever, and we're, we're breaking bread, you know, my aunt, shout out to Aunt Linda, you make the best rolls in the world. If your aunt, you're watching or listening to this, makes rolls, I promise you, they're nowhere near as good as my Auntie Linda's. But uh, if we're breaking bread on Thanksgiving Day, and I tell you right then, there are six, seven games left for the Cowboys this season. They're going to win five of them. We would call that a victory. You know, we would say, hell yeah, sign me up. I will totally take five wins from here on out. And obviously you would prefer that the two losses maybe be to Arizona and New Orleans um, or Arizona and Vegas or some combination of non-NFC East teams. But if, I mean, so the point here, the reason I bring this up is if the Cowboys, we, you know, now there are 17 games, but so 10 wins, maybe 11 is what you need now to get into the playoffs and certainly to win the NFC East. But if they can get to Thanksgiving with five or six wins, they should, they should be good. I mean, like, can we not find five wins before six wins before Thanksgiving? I think we, you know, there's the Eagles and the Giants, right? There's two. Um, there's the Vikings. There's three. And some of this is a bit of a wild card because what happens with the Broncos, Aaron Rodgers, whatever. But if they don't have Aaron Rodgers, there's four for sure. 
Um, and so then you're talking about taking one or two from Tampa, Los Angeles, New England, Carolina. That's probably a fifth. You know what I mean? Like it is – I think if, if we – if we look at the season, if we kind of try to, to line up or establish benchmarks or goals, right? Like checkpoints is probably a better way to put it. Um, if we look to, to establish checkpoints, I think, you know, people love to say, they used to love to say when there were 16 games, you want to finish, you want to win every quarter. You want to go three and one every quarter. You want to go three and one every quarter, because if you go three and one, you're 12 and four at the end of the season. But if we look at this game as like the, the way the graphic is laid out right now for you, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, whether live or after the fact, if the Cowboys can win, three of their first six games, right? Like even if they beat the crappy ones, like even if they beat Philadelphia, Carolina, and New York, okay, there's three wins. And then if they can beat the lower quality teams in their next run, you know, if they beat Denver and say they split Minnesota and Atlanta, there's four wins right there. We're talking about all they really need is five or six before Thanksgiving, and they should be Gucci. They should be fun in the sun. And so that's an important thing to know. But um, Swaggy D says, I'm changing to one. I forgot Breeze retired. Swaggy was at two. So Swaggy's gotten more confident in the last five minutes. So that's awesome. Uh, okay. But within this, and I don't want all of us like, don't, we're not counting chickens here before they hatch, but we're just looking at things in terms of how they sit right now. The schedule is out. And again, if you're somebody, you know, there's a lot of us like this. If you want to make the Dallas Cowboys schedule your phone wallpaper or background, we do have a wallpaper available for you on our Twitter page. Just go to blogging the boys. Uh, it's there. We'll get it up on Facebook as well soon enough, but you know, we're doing the show and everything. We don't, I only got two hands, but anyway, um, I want to mention this. The final five games of the season, I've never seen this before, ever. And I love the NFL schedule. I love the weird intricacies of it and how unique it is. I have never seen this before. The Dallas Cowboys' final five games of the season. We talked about Thanksgiving, which is against the Raiders, and then the next week on Thursday Night Football is against the New Orleans Saints. So after that, starting with the run after the second mini-buy, four of their final five games are against NFC East teams. Think about this, all right? We're going to get to December with the Cowboys only having played two NFC East games. I mean, like, and not even December. We're going to get to mid-December. If we get to the if we get to the point in time we're talking about this top uh, this this there we go this top Washington game here right now. If you're watching, this game is on December 12th. If we get to this point in time and you haven't done your Christmas shopping, you are in trouble, my friend. That's how long the Cowboys are going to go having only played two NFC East games. That is absurd to me. That is crazy. And the NFL obviously loves the drama that's associated with divisions and everything. And they want this new 18th week to have a lot of games with playoff implications on the line. And so this will truly, you know, and, and I think, you know, I just talked about how we're all excited and we all think the Cowboys can, you know, win or only lose one game from Thanksgiving on. But the reason I wanted to isolate this particular window of games, this final window, is if the Cowboys are not making us happy. That's the way I'll put this. If if things are rough, if things are tough, if things are stressful uh, through September, October, November, and the early portion of December, they're still in it. You know what I mean? Like even if they're sitting at this point with four wins, even five wins, they are still five wins is like good position here. Honestly, I mean, if if they're sitting like I honestly think. You could be sitting here with, with four wins and still easily win the division. Their final five games of the season, again, starting with Sunday, December 12th, 
at Washington for the Cowboys, then at New York. And it's important to mention, we talked about how they finished this season with three games in a row at home. Prior to that, they are on the road for three straight games. The Cowboys will host the Raiders on Thanksgiving, but then they'll go to New Orleans. So they go to the Superdome. Then they'll go to Washington, which you're seeing right now. Then they'll go to New York. That's back-to-back-to-back road games. So they will have earned their homestand by that point. But so they visit Washington. They visit the New York Giants. They host Washington. That game's on Sunday Night Football in Week 16. Then they host the Arizona Cardinals. That says at. Don't worry about it. That's wrong. Uh, The Cowboys will – actually, that is right. Sorry. I'm talking home game, whatever. The Cowboys will uh, play the Philadelphia Eagles in – not 2020. The Cowboys will play the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the road. The home game's on in Week 3 on Monday Night Football. So not three games in a row to finish them. I got too excited. Forget that part. But the point is here – There are four games in the final five games of the season for the Cowboys against NFC East teams. That's nuts. That's bananas. That doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. It's almost dumber than not trusting the graphic you made early on, which I just did. I mean, that is a very, very strange end of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. And for the life of me, I can't figure out who benefits here. I mean, I I don't know why you would want to see this. I mean, Yes, it's cool and it's fun. I guess that the division is up for grabs. I think off the top of my head, I think that the Eagles actually finish with um, with four straight division games. So you're talking about the whole NFC East. And I believe if you've seen the schedule, you can tell me right now as we're live. But I believe the Eagles also play Washington twice in three weeks. So the NFL really jammed together the NFC East action um, here late in the season. And so that's the way they want it. That's the way it is. Um, But, you know, it is what it is, I suppose. But these five games, the Cardinals, whatever, even if the Cowboys lose, and we've all expressed a level of, you know, uh, doubt about the game against the Cardinals in week week 17. Goodness gracious. We're all still getting used to that. Even if the Cowboys lose, if, if they win three of these games, if they if they win three of the games that you're looking at right now, Washington, New York, Washington, Arizona, and Philadelphia, if they win three of these games, I think they're goal. I think they're golden. And I think especially if one of those three wins is against the Washington football team, I think that they are solid. So ultimately, we're gonna right now go through it game by game. We're gonna go the collective voice of those watching live. So if you're watching after the fact or if you're listening after the fact, you can't blame me. You can blame our live commenters. Let's predict the schedule. To close. All right, here. So uh, let's go with win or loss, W or L, however you want to verbalize it here. But week one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. We're talking about win or loss for the Cowboys. Are the Cowboys going to win this game? Are they going to lose this game? Again, not that it necessarily means anything, but they've never beaten Tom Brady. Obviously, Bruce Arians is now a Super Bowl winning head coach. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, though, to be fair, too. Uh, but you've got you know, Chris Godwin. You've got Mike Evans. You've got Antonio Brown. You've got Gronk. You've got... I mean, a whole cast of offensive players. You Obviously, that defense is incredible. That defense stifled Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you know, to be fair. And so it's it's fair to say that this is a loss. John will speak for the group here. Tampa is a loss. Zachary does say a W, but most of you are saying, you know, a loss. Although Jaime with a great point, win, Tampa starts late. I just think the the energy of the night will be so much for the Bucks and too much for the Cowboys. Um, I agree with Robert, says loss in a close one. So let's let's call it a loss. So the Cowboys are 0-1. Let's move to the Chargers. Mini buy. All right. Mini buy for the Cowboys to get ready. And I think the Chargers are going to be really good this year. And I'm certain that you think the Chargers are going to be very good this year. We've talked about them a lot. Um, new head coach, obviously not a new quarterback, but new culture, new excitement, new offensive line. Justin Herbert was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last year with a crappy offensive line. But 
We all believe here that the Chargers are going to be a win for the Cowboys. Cool. They're one and one. I don't think I have to ask, but I will to be safe. Uh, Cowboys then come home week three to take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night football. Again, that game is the day after the Ryder Cup, so a fantastic weekend if you're a sports fan. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, who wins this game? Because I think the answer is win. Um, the Cowboys, you know, outside of games where, like, Ben DiNucci started, the Cow- think about it. The Cowboys destroyed the Eagles last year with Andy Dalton. And so with Dak Prescott back in town, as Kevin has, a W. We've all got the Cowboys beating the Eagles. Good to see. All of you are smart people. Cool. Cowboys beat the Eagles. So they're two and one. Cowboys against the Panthers. Sam Darnold. Matt Rule. JC Horn. Ah, oh, it still burns. I know. Uh, JC Horn. Now I remember the Carolina Panthers. But he wanted to be a Cowboy, so that's a cool thing. Um, although it means nothing. But uh, what do we got here? What do we got? What do we got against the Panthers? This a win? I think this is a, this is a win. Marks, uh, we've got uh, Kessie. I hope I'm pronouncing pronounce this correctly. Says W. Mark says three and one. John Grist says Panthers win. Um, Tyree says three wins. All right, cool. So we've got the Cowboys beating the Panthers. They get to three and one. New York Giants. It's, I mean, like, really? Are we? And New York Giants at home coming out. If and if we're all right here, the Cowboys at this point are riding a three-game winning streak. Things are awesome. Things are great. It's October. I mean, it's it's great feelings. Everything's great. It's a time of year where like you're you're grilling all sorts of different stuff. You're trying all sorts of meats. Like jalapeno poppers are in the air. It's such a fantastic time of year. Um, I mean, it's, it, none of you think the Cowboys. Uh, as look, let's go with Justin's comment. Daniel Jones scares no one. Cool. So we've got the Cowboys now at four and one through week five. Um, I know that the Patriots do not have Tom Brady. I know that Cam Newton did not look great last season. I know that Mac Jones is not a quarterback that a lot of people in the draft process loved. But we have to be real here, people. We can't just say the Cowboys are going to win every single one of these games. They're going to have an off day. And I think that if you have an off day, you probably have an off day because the greatest coach of all time manifests it and makes it happen. And so I would not be bummed if the Cowboys, especially if, if we're right here, and the Cowboys are four and one going to New England. And we talked about all they have to do is get to five or six wins, you know, by Thanksgiving. But I mean, John's got it here. Patriots lost. I mean, and that's okay. Like they're gonna lose some games. It's it's all good. I know a lot of you are still saying win, but I think we gotta we gotta inject some practicality here. All right, so let's go four and two. And I promise you this, and we'll bring it back up again when that week comes. If this comes into fruition, what we're talking about here, and the Cowboys have won four games in a row, or yeah, four games in a row, and then lose the week before the bye, all hell will break loose. It will be this team sucks, this team's trash, this team's going nowhere. That will be the longest bye week in the history of bye weeks, even though they will be four and two. But four and two, Cowboys come out of it. They visit the Minnesota Vikings on Halloween night. You're going to have trick-or-treaters coming by your house where you're trying to watch the Cowboys game. You're going to tell them, get away from here. We're watching the Cowboys, people. All right. Cowboys play the Vikings. Um, I kind of agree with Robert. This is a toss-up. Um, and some of it is, oh, I mean, Robert's says trick-or-treat. Man, the graphics for this game are going to be so cartoony. Uh, but, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to hit the microphone there. My bad. I didn't mean to hit y'all. It's all, it's all love here. Uh, but Tyree says, Kirk will give us a win. Don't doubt that. I think the Kellen Mond thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to just beat you over the head like I did the microphone here with the Kellen Mond thing. But, um I think if Kellen Mond starts, that'd be interesting to watch at least. Now, I believe Blue 365 says Kirk can't play in primetime. Remember, people, that the Cowboys lost to Kirk Cousins' Vikings on Sunday night football two years ago. Now, generally, Kirk Cousins is not great in primetime, but, you know, 
we'll call this a push. Like we'll put it in a push category, but I'm I'm fine to call it a win for now. So we've got the Cowboys now at uh, what five and two, five and two, and I want to come back to the pushes in a moment here. But five and two with one push so far. Broncos for now. Let's assume it's not Aaron Rodgers. I don't think I have to waste anybody's time. That's a win. So they're six and two. Great. We move on to the Atlanta Falcons. I also think this is a push. I could see this going any different direction. You know, I could see because I do think Atlanta's primed to really compete. I think Atlanta is the second best team in the NFC South. I think that Matt Ryan's going to play well. Kyle Pitts is obviously going to help things. Um, I'm I'm okay calling this a loss. If you guys are, I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, but we've got them here. I've already forgotten what we had them at, at four and two, five and two, six and two. I mean, I think it's I think it's a loss. I really do. I think I think it I think it's a loss, and it and it, it does go into that push category. Uh, Tyree says Falcons is a setup trap game. You could call it that. Uh, I believe Blue three sixty five says Falcons often scares me. I think I think it's a loss. Uh, Zachary says it right there. Falcons game could be a trap game. I could just and that could be a win because it's mid November. That could be a win that like propels the Falcons and gets them in the national conversation. You know, like that tends to happen, especially when a team beats the Cowboys. So. Let's call this a loss, but I do want to come back to the pushes when we're done with this exercise. So we've got the Cowboys now at six and three with two pushes. They go to Kansas City. Here's the thing. I know that what I'm about to say is going to sound ridiculously stupid. It's going to sound ridiculously Homer, and it's going to sound ridiculously dumb. I think the Cowboys beat the Chiefs. I think the Cowboys beat the Chiefs because I think the Cowboys, this game, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, is generally an epic game for the Cowboys. And I don't know how well you remember this off the top of your head, but the Vikings game last year, as mentioned, which was an epic, you know, win for the Cowboys, all things considered, was the week before Thanksgiving. But the most famous game before Thanksgiving that the Cowboys have played in the Dak Prescott era was in 2016 when they went to Pittsburgh. All right. When they went to Pittsburgh, that was a massive, you know, game, obviously, for the Cowboys. And they went and they announced themselves and they beat them. And I'm not saying it's the same thing by any measurement, but there's just, there's like, you know how football is, man. I mean, there's like a weird energy around certain things. And the Sunday before Thanksgiving with the Cowboys playing in the three o'clock window is a special, special sort of thing. It actually wasn't the Sunday before Thanksgiving in 2016. I messed that up. But the point is, it was really close. It was two weeks before Thanksgiving. And so, that is a game that I could just see the Cowboys. And maybe it's a game where like there's a weird fumble or, you know, a tipped ball that, you know, Micah Parsons gets an interception off of. I just think football's things are going to go your way. Sometimes if like you're going to have a game where you just walk out, and you're like, man, we got super lucky there. And you're going to have a game where we all sit here and, and moan and groan and say, the Cowboys are the better team. Why did they lose this game? And so I'm also willing to put this in the push category, but I think the Cowboys they, sometimes we see them get up for particular things. And so, and like, let's just think about your own life. I mean, you're going to, you're going to walk into the Thanksgiving living room with a big old smile on your face because the Cowboys are going to having, you know, have been beaten the chiefs like a few days before. So this has to happen. So again, while I'll acknowledge this as a push, maybe you'd rather call the Falcons game a win and this a loss. Fine. The math is the same, uh, but we've got them now at what? Seven and three, seven and three through week 11 uh, with three pushes. The Raiders on Thanksgiving. Win or loss. This one's in your hands. I don't want to say anything because I just went way too far. Uh, obviously, picking the Cowboys over the Chiefs, but it's, it's you know, hey, I'm in the mood. I'm in a good mood. So, uh, Cowboys versus Raiders, Thanksgiving, John Gruden, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Um, Hyman says win. Cars over match. Lauren says win. I don't know anyone who's going to pick the Raiders in this. Robert says win. Okay, cool. Eight and three. 
I feel like we're drinking the Kool-Aid, guys, but that's okay. Uh, and, and remember, we talked about all they need is about five wins at Thanksgiving, right? And we had them entering Thanksgiving at seven and three. So even if they lose a couple of these games, if we are overconfident, like things should seemingly work out for them. So eight and three through Thanksgiving. New Orleans, seven days later. That they're so hard to figure out, and it's it remains to be seen what Jameis or, or Taysom are going to look like. And obviously, Sean Payton's a great coach, but they, the wheels have been falling off in New Orleans for a while. I'm not a believer. Um, I don't know if you are, um, but I don't. I mean, but see, like, and maybe you're feeling the same thing I am in this moment. Um, we're sitting here, and we're because because the things we're saying are logical, right? Like, you know, it's it's we're not like saying dumb things. We're we're not we're not saying like. Things that hold no sense of logic or no sense of reason. But um, it just feels so silly to have the Cowboys potentially getting to 9-3 and three to start the month of December. But, I mean, it's ble- I believe Blue 365 says we got lucky to play such low-caliber quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, it's there are like five quarterbacks in the NFL that are ballers, and there are like three or four more after that that are pretty good. And then it's like the wilderness. And so the Cowboys, thankfully, have one who is a baller. And so, you know, hey. I think they beat the Saints, and I think you all do too. Uh, so, uh, okay, cool. We've got them at 9-3. and three. I can't believe it through Thanksgiving um, at Washington. I'm willing to call this a loss. I think they're going to split with Washington, and I know we talked about the mini-buy, but I think that they're going to lose one. You know, they're just – they're going to. And they're, they're not going to win every single game. And so I think if we're injecting reality, as Robert says, I think we split with Washington whichever way. Let's call – again, they split. Fine. We acknowledge that this is a split. So let's talk about the New York game. The game in New York in week 15 is a win or loss because we've acknowledged that the Cowboys are, you know, going to uh, – by the way, Hymas has lost at Washington. It's too cold. It will be chilly. No doubt about it in our nation's capital. But New York week 15, I think they win. I really – you know – the Giants are not a good team, and maybe Daniel Jones takes a step, but I really have a hard time seeing that. Um, so I think that they win. I think they beat the Giants. Uh, Lawrence, by the way, really, really confident. Says, W, we sweep our division. Watch. I would love it. I hope you're right, Lawrence. Um, I think the Cowboys beat the Giants, and I think it's I think it's fairly – especially if they do lose against Washington, um, and they come back and they beat, you know – the Giants, I think, I believe Blue 365 says Garrett won't beat us in the cold. True. And I think if the Cowboys win one, even just one, but if they win two of these three games on the road, New Orleans, Washington, New York, um, I think that that's a win. But I think they really only have to win one of them for, for us to feel really good about it. So let me see here. We had them at 9-3 and three after New Orleans. Uh, we're giving them the Giants game as a win, so that's 10-3. and three, And we have them splitting the Washington games, so that's 11-4. and four. All right, 11-4. and four. Arizona Cardinals. I think we have to call this a loss because we all were basically afraid of it, right? Like we all, you know, were afraid of Kyler Murray, afraid of DeAndre Hopkins, afraid of JJ Watt, afraid of whatever. That feels fair, right? To call this a loss. I think that that certainly feels fair. And if they're 11 and five and they lose this game, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, Robert says, I don't think we can lose to Arizona back-to-back years at home. That's sad. The Cowboys also lost to Arizona at home in 2015. Shout out to Brandon Whedon. Um, but so let's, let's, I think again, conserve, like this is actually one of those push games, I think. Um, so it's one of those push games. So we'll call it a loss for now, uh, but that's 11 and five. And then I think all of you are going to have the Cowboys beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Kevin's already ahead of the group says 12 and five called it. Um, if they do beat the Philadelphia Eagles in this particular hypothetical, it puts them at 12 and five. Tyrese is 13 and four. The point is here, 
I think we all think the Cowboys are very, maybe not very easily, but should conceivably win 10 to 11 to 12 games. 13 is maybe their ceiling, right? Because you're going to lose games. But like they should be somewhere in that 10 to 12 range, and that should put them in legitimate position for the playoffs. But so we had them at 12 and 5 just in this initial exercise. And if you take out the push games, we had them beating the Vikings. We had them losing to the Falcons. We had them beating the Chiefs. And we had them losing to the Arizona Cardinals. So they went two and two in the push games that we talked about. So if you take away those four games from the 12 and five, that puts them at 10 and three. And so that's I, the reason I wanted to say that is because those are the games that I think we're concerned about. Like those are the games we're, we're on edge about, we're uneasy about. And so if we think the Cowboys can win 10 games without those push games, right, then anything they win is, is, is gravy. I mean, right? Like anything that if they win one of those of those push games, it is icing on the cake. You know what I mean? So all they have to do is even if they don't win a single one, they're talking about, you know, we're talking about at least them winning 10 games. And so, I mean, that's why I really feel like it sounds so narcissistic to say that 10 wins is the floor for them, but 10, they should easily get the, t- if, if we're sitting here having our end of season break or recap show, and they don't have at least 10 wins to their name, something would have had to have gone terribly wrong. And I think we all agree with that. And so that being said, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I mean, it is, you know, it is good times, people. The schedule's here. We can all start making plans. We can all start looking forward to things. We can all really just start to feel like football is on its way. Uh, and, you know, hey, it's already the middle of May. Obviously, we've got June, but the end of July is training camp and then preseason stuff. I mean, football is around the corner. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And we're very excited to enjoy it and experience it with all of you. Uh, really, I say this all the time. It is the coolest thing in the world that a bunch of Cowboys fans can come together, can talk, can celebrate the team we all love, the team we all root for. And so very excited to uh, to do that over the course of the rest of this offseason and at the season when it ultimately does get here. But We will be podcasting this conversation for anybody who missed it. Please make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff throughout the offseason. We'll be having more live streams and we'll obviously be going live a lot during the season. So be ready for all the fun. Uh, We have a wallpaper available if you want one for your phone on the Blog and the Boys Twitter account that has the whole schedule. Uh, But yeah, other than that, man, I mean, let's let's pump let's pump let's let's get pumped let's enjoy let's have a good time the schedule's out my family and i were planning on going to the game in kansas city if anybody else has hit me up and obviously uh, it'd be really cool to do some sort of blog on the boys meetup we could do something for the youtube channel and stuff as well uh so kansas city bt beers let's uh let's have a good time out there but yeah with all that being said um do me a favor all right do me a huge favor and uh, and have the best day of all time. Just like have the best day ever. Like I'm talking the best day you've ever had in your life. Um, you know why? Because you deserve it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks a lot. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads 
fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.